You're listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn, where you'll find uplifting and practical advice for everyday living, creative inspiration for do-it-yourself projects, and recommendations for books and resources that will encourage you to embrace your life repurposed. I'm your host, Michelle Rayburn. I'd like to introduce you to Sue Donaldson, who's one of the authors in Life Repurposed, Stories of Grace, Hope, and Restored Faith. She has been on the Life Repurposed podcast before, and then she ended up writing up her story for the compilation book. And so she's included in all of the authors there. And I want to give a little clip where we just review how Sue's doubt turned into a stronger faith. Sue is a speaker. She and her husband, Mark, live in San Luis Obispo, California. She taught high school English, and then part of that time was in Brazil with Wycliffe Bible Translators. She and her husband, Mark, have raised three daughters who keep them at the bank and on their knees. Sue loves connecting people to one another, to God, to his word, and she's been speaking for the last 20 years or so with long pauses for babies, diapers, and soccer pasta parties. Sue blogs at Welcome Heart, Knowing and Showing the Heart of God, and she hosts a weekly podcast called Make It Count, Living a Legacy Life. I'll include links to all of Sue's information in the show notes, but without further ado, here is Sue Donaldson. Last time I sat down and talked with Sue, we probably could have kept going on and on. I think we talked longer than we planned. And <laughs> At least I think an hour. Only, yeah. I think we wrapped it up because you were expecting some guests coming over. Oh, mm-hmm. I think you surprised. were having somebody to lunch. Oh. And you do some, you have people to lunch all the time. <laughs> I would really like to come to California and, and have lunch with you sometime. Well, you're in Wisconsin. Is that right? Yeah. And you know, I was born in Milwaukee, but we moved when I was three. So I'm really a Californian by weather. I'm a weather wimp. And through (laughs) COVID this last year, I still have lots of people for lunch on my front porch and in my backyard. But my sister in Chicago says, Sue, I can't do that because it's too cold in Chicago. Yes, we can. Yeah, But I did get a heater lamp thing for the yard. And it's been such a blessing because even though it's California, it still gets chilly out. So Anyway, it's, yeah. yeah, I can't help but have people over. A story I have not told you, it'll have to be in yet another podcast, is that we did remodel for 13 years. I wrote a whole retreat series called wow. Rebuilding or Remodeling 101, Rebuilding Building a Heart Like His. And uh, because, and I always say, and we're still married, you know, because it's so <laughs> yeah. hard on a marriage to remodel. But I was really cold during that time, you know, and my, the first day my husband took the wall out of the front room, I go, so when are you putting the wall back up? And he said, uh, oh, by the end of the weekend. Well, why wall? He just meant the studs, you know, he didn't really mean wall, wall. <laughs> and so I would walk through the house with a raincoat over my head because it would rain right onto the carpet. Then we got you know, we had to pull the carpet. I mean, that's just a whole nother story. But yes, hospitality <laughs> is important to me. And I still did it during the remodel because if I don't have people over, I go a little nuts. At some point while we're chatting here, we're going to talk about hospitality mm-hmm. and the recipes you keep putting online. Um, oh, yeah. But I want like to eat. talk about our connection. So we met through oh, sure. podcasting and I invited Sue to be on the podcast Life Repurpose to talk with me. We were going to talk about Sue's books. We were talking about hospitality, but then we morphed into this topic about doubt. We got real serious all of a sudden, and Sue's Mm -hmm. a really lighthearted person. So we got into a really heartfelt conversation, which ended up becoming your chapter 
in the book Life Repurposed. I'd like you to tell our listeners a little bit about that chapter that you wrote and why you wrote that. Thank you so much. I never even thank you for having me on and in your book. It's such a pleasure to know you, Michelle. You're such a uh, a wonderful uh, believer, a young believer. I'm a lot older, but also so professional and engaging. <laughs> Thank you. I'm and not you that a, much younger. <laughs> you have a great ministry and I'm happy to be a part of it. Um, I don't eat cheese curds though. And we were talking about that earlier about Wisconsin people, <laughs> but doubt uh, hit me like a, like a Mack truck. Um, I think my sophomore year in college, I grew up in a Christian home, I never doubted that there was a God or doubted my faith. I wanted to go to a Christian college. I loved it there. I just woke up one morning with this startling thought that maybe everything I was raised to believe was not true, that maybe my parents were wrong. And this was not in a big university like you know USC or Penn State. This was at a little Baptist college, and it had nothing to do with the college. It had everything to do with whatever process God was leading me through. And the reason I started talking about it, I, I was able to give this, the whole story that's in your book, I was able to give it uh, as a lecture at a, at a Christian school because I really felt in chapel that I wish they would have talked about doubts, that Christians would talk about doubts mm-hmm. uh, more often. So I'm thrilled to have this opportunity because I think people I don't think everybody doubts because I have friends who said, oh, no, Sue, I never went through that. I go, well, I'm not saying you have to. I'm just saying this right. is what I went through. And it lasted about a year and a half. And it was excruciating. And you'll hear more about that in and how God brought me back in the story. But Michelle, I love to talk about it. I love I have my kids. My kids will say, Mom, tell me your story. They'll t- ask me to tell their friends because I think we're afraid to doubt. We're afraid to step yeah. what step closer to the edge of the cliff. And that we would fall altogether and never come back to God because there's that fear, the fear of the unknown. So um, that's, I guess, I don't know why we started talking about it because to me, it was a faith repurpose to go along with your mm-hmm. theme that God yeah. took me through really um, where I just, I, I just was, I knew, I, I finally believed that he existed as far as a creator, but I just wasn't quite sure about the whole Christianity thing. Yeah, and you are not alone because in the book, there is another story where one of the authors talked about struggling with doubt, and there was another story that is not in the book. So if three stories came in that talked about doubt, then it's something that you're not alone in experiencing. Mm -hmm. And I think those years when you're either just coming out of college or you're starting to go into everyday life and suddenly you're not with your parents anymore and you're Mm -hmm. getting to choose your own church now, there's a lot of decision-making that goes along with that too. Mm -hmm. So what was it that brought you out of that and into a different place? Well, ironically enough, I was I was on a singing gospel team and we were at a Christian camp to kind of like lead to inspire high school kids and then also to lead them to come to our college. So we were up in the mountains of Washington State and you know we we have stars in LA where I'm from, but they're of a different Hollywood variety, but up there you could really see the stars. And so after we would sing and I would give a testimony about Jesus, I would go up into the mountains by myself or up on the hill. And in the dark, but I could see so many stars and I just thought, well, okay, Lord, I feel like my faith is hanging on by a star. Just like you say, Mm -hmm. you're hanging on by a thread. I truly, truly talked to God as if he exists, hoping he existed and just said, okay, I really can't believe that these stars just came into being on their own. Mm -hmm. 
So I started really with that. And um, the Lord led me then through, well, I don't know if I should tell the whole story. They won't buy the book. But there were three main things. And one you already alluded to, Michelle, which was there are other people who doubt. Yeah. And, and when I talked to someone I trusted, she said that she said something so lightly. And it's kind of fun to talk about because in the book, you don't hear my tone of voice. Right. She, an older, quiet woman. And I thought, oh, I'm just going to, I just want to tell Mrs. Duncan that I have these doubts, but I didn't know her that well, you know, so we're outside walking in the dark. And so you don't really have to look at her because you're walking straight ahead. That's mm-hmm. kind of the way, because when you're younger, you just, and you feel so strange because your voice is clogging up because you're going to cry. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what yeah. we women do. And we force it down. And yet we, we feel so much better once it's out. So I just said this. Mm-hmm. I said, Mrs. Duncan, I said, I have doubts. Just like that. You know, it almost makes me cry. And she she was so amazingly cavalier. She was this quiet, unassuming, wise older woman. And she goes, oh, Sue, everyone doubts. I go, they do. <laughs> I was just like, I, I don't know what else we talked about. But I had never, ever heard that everyone doubts. Well, I've come to find out not everyone doubts. But her mm-hmm. saying that, Michelle, can you see how that just sort of mm-hmm. broke this? I had such a burden that I was yeah. all by myself. And we're not by yeah. ourselves. We're right. in community. That's why we do this. Yes. So there's two things I hear in what you're saying. One is, it's okay to tell somebody how we feel, because okay. sometimes we stuff that down. And second, we can be open looking for opportunities when somebody might be not saying what they really need to say. And when I look at your life and the mentoring that you do, the podcast you have, the books you've written, I see how that moment may have been one of the shaping factors in what you're doing now. Can you see that? Yeah, I I think that's the way God has me wired. Whenever I learn something, I have to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And that was a huge point, a turning point in my repurposing of my faith. There yeah. are other parts of it that you'll read in the story. But um, later on, I became a high school English teacher in a Christian high school, uh, one of the largest ones in Southern California. And I remember just telling my students my story because I wanted them to know it was safe to talk yes. to me about their story. And I think yeah. that's what you and I need to, all of us who are listening today, we, we need to be, provide that safe space. We're all called to mentor. We don't have to be old and wise and go to seminary. We're all called to mentor in Titus. It says that. And um, we always know someone who is younger than us. I don't care how young you are who is listening yes. today, but we need to share what God is teaching us. And to speak up when, you know, there's those nudges you get when you think, I, I could open the door to have this conversation with somebody but I stuff it down thinking they don't want to hear that. Right, right. Uh, yeah, and what, when I feel hesitant, I just need to be praying at the same time that I'm listening to someone's story and then ask questions rather than preach or tell them what they should be thinking. Like say, well, yeah, why do you think God is, why do you think you're thinking that? Or do you think there is a God for some reason? And I'd be so surprised with their answers. They really want to know God better. And I go, okay, well, yeah. this, is, this is how God speaks to me or whatever it is. You think about what she said to you. What if she had said, oh, stop thinking that way? Yeah, that would have made it much worse. And when I think, I mean, the older I am, the less judgmental I am, which is such a praise because none of us should be judging. That's God's job. 
But we have a way when we're older and wiser to sometimes think, well, I'm older and wiser and you shouldn't be doing that. We need to take that word should out of our vocabulary for the most part, other than, you know, I don't even tell my kids too many shoulds now because they're too old. But uh, especially to people our age, you know, we're in community. We're not there to judge them. We're there to love them, accept them and let God do the judging as well as the drawing to himself. So, yeah, if she would have said that, Michelle, that's a terrific way to uh, thought to have that um, if she would have done that. Well, I certainly wouldn't have talked to her anymore. I had the privilege of sharing part of this testimony at my college at an alumni dinner. And her she's long gone to glory. But Mrs. Duncan's two of her kids were in the audience. And I know it brought them to tears because they knew their mom. They knew that she was this mm-hmm. kind of a woman. So it was kind of um, uh, giving her honor, which I think we need mm-hmm. to do too, the people. In our yeah. Mm-hmm. We need to be okay with the uncomfortable things. Sometimes we want to say the thing that makes it stop. So if somebody is telling us something difficult, we want it to stop. Or if they're sad, we want them to not be sad anymore. And exactly. so we say something to try to make that stop instead of really feeling it and processing through. And what I like about your story is that you really did process through. You walked through it, took steps, kept seeking. And so what word would you have for somebody who's struggling right now, doubting, wondering if God is real? What would you say if you were on the walk, if you were the Mrs. Duncan? Hmm. Well, first of all, I would tell them my story so that they wouldn't feel alone. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wanted to allude back to what you just said about being okay with someone else's discomfort or pain. I find it very difficult for me to be okay with my own children's pain. And so um, I think I, pr- I do pray for other godly women to be in their life when I can't handle what they're going through because they're just too close to me. So some of you listening may have a really close relationship with your mother, or your dad, and you could say those things. And uh, I'm just saying it's okay if you can't. <laughs> to ask mm-hmm. God for another godly woman. And that's why I'm so into mentoring. I just think yes. it's like the cat's meow. It's what we all need to be doing. But now I can't remember what your question was. Oh, yeah. What would I say to help someone? I would say to stay in community. Don't uh, cut yourself off from people that you uh, know believe differently, who believe in Christ and in God and in the salvation message. And just keep asking, find someone where you can really ask your questions. There are so many books, of course, but I do better with um, processing out loud rather than just reading a book. Um, So stay in community. And the other thing is stay in the word. Because Mm. in Romans, it says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So you don't just throw the baby off with the bathwater. If you decide, oh, I'm not sure about this part of the gospel, you just keep reading the word and God Mm. promises to reveal himself to you. So that's my encouragement. And call me. You can call me. Call me anytime. <laughs> call Sue. Are you printing your number in your books like Bob Goff does? I'm about ready to when I redo You're that. You're going to put it in there? <laughs> oh, sure. And uh, well, my husband's a doctor, so we're used to getting calls at night. But um, <laughs> this time it'll be on my side of the bed. And he'll be punching me. Answer that phone. But uh, I used to say, honey, I hope you're really awake because you're saying very important things to somebody. Um, <laughs> I will say this, though. My email is sue at welcomeheart.com. So if you do want to email me, that'd be Yeah. Great. And people can find you on Facebook, too. So I want to share the oh, yeah. community because I'm part of your Facebook community. Tell us what the name of it is so we can search for it on Facebook. Okay. On Facebook, it's called Welcome Heart, Welcome Home. 
And we talk about, you know, how to make tuna salad into a good company meal or why we're afraid of hospitality or whatever. And a lot of people um, like to talk about food. It's kind of funny. That's not the main part of hospitality, but it's what we think of when we think of hospitality. So it's just a fun group and we have over 500 members and it's a blast and you're all welcome to join. I look at your posts and then I'm jealous because I wish that I could hire you as my chef (laughs) so that supper would be prepared. You made a risotto recently that looked really good. Yeah, I had it for lunch today, leftovers. <laughs> My dog wanted it. I had to hide it away. Yeah, it's pretty good. I only make simple things, though. And I would like to hire you to do everything else technical. So we both have <laughs> different gifts. <laughs> yeah, so people can also find you on your website, which is? Welcomeheart.com. And I, I called it that rather than SueDonaldson.com or whatever, because I want to draw people's uh, eyes and mind onto God's welcome heart because he is the ultimate host. Thank you, Sue, for being on the interview today, but also for being part of the Life Repurpose book and sharing the stories of grace and hope and restored faith. Yours is one of the classics of restored faith, so I appreciate you being in there. Well, thank you so much for having me. You have a wonderful day. Thanks, you too. If you're wrestling with faith-related things, I'd love to have that conversation with you as well. You can find me at michellerayburn.com and then just click your favorite social platform and connect with me on Messenger there, or you can send me an email. There's no judgment, just open conversation for you to explore and ask questions. Thank you so much for listening. I encourage you to join the Life Repurposed community. You don't have to listen to every episode of the podcast to be part of the community. This is a community where we discuss life things. So please look for Life Repurposed Community on Facebook. You've been listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn. Check out tips, resources, and inspiration at michellerayburn.com. I'd love it if you would subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, or Spotify. I'd also love it if you would like, review, and share the information about this podcast with your friends. Thank you so much for listening.